Do you ever feel like your daughter is especially susceptible to anxiety and often tends to feel very stressed out in situations? There is new neuroscience research showing that the way stress affects the brain of teenage girls is especially toxic. We're going to learn why that is on an upcoming episode and we're going to see exactly what parents can do about it. That's going to feature Donna Jackson Nakazawa, author of the book Girls on the Break. Here's a clip from that episode. Do a thought experiment. Look back to when you were a kid and something went down that was really terrible for you, really hard. And you think about maybe being with your mother or father during that event. And, and the question is, what was that emotional climate like for you? Did you feel really safe and seen and heard and known? Or was there a circumstance of having to, what we call parentification, take care of the adult in the room so that they didn't get more upset? Or was there blame or shame or humiliation or just, you know, stop that. We don't want to hear about that. You're fine. Whatever all that is, it's usually about the parent's stuff. And we all have stuff. Let's be clear. So if you want to pull this all the way back to the very first step in safety for children, it's basically figure out your own stuff. Do what you have to do to work through any history of adversity or trauma or dysregulation. I think that's such an important thing to think about and perfectly thematic for the whole point of this podcast, which is just talking about stuff and uh, having talks and finding ways to start conversations. And one way to do that that isn't so overt, like, hey, we're having a family meeting, which might have been the way that I did it. Uh, until I figured out better ways is to, is to wonder together and, you know, Hey, I, I wonder, you know, when this friend of yours is, is behaving this way or criticizing you on social media, I wonder what might be going on with her, you know, to not like come in as the detective or the fixer. Why do we have to wait until a kid is 16 and qualifies for, you know, eight very disturbing signs of depression, like not getting out of bed or loss of interest in activities for insurance to allow families to take advantage of family counseling or therapy? It's in our biology to get really hyped and excited when our kids do well. And we want to we want to let them know that we see it. And what parent isn't excited when they see that their kid you know, won the poetry contest or whatever? That's just it's it's a um, great moment. But when our response is evaluative, it teaches kids that that's what they're going for. Right. And and the source of their feeling like they are worthy begins to come from things that are external. And we don't want that. I write in the book a lot about how we want this sense of worthiness to be coming from the internal. And so one way to help do that is to switch it out from evaluative statements 
Uh, and also one other thing about evaluative statements, if you're caught up on the good ones, you're also going to be caught up on the bad ones, right? Mm. Like to every positive, there's a negative. So if your parent doesn't say you were really fast on the track today, that is a negative. Just silence is a negative. Yeah, so when we move right. away from that, we can say, hey, I see all your hard work that you put into this, your determination, your resourcefulness. It's really paying off. How do you feel about it? This episode is coming soon to Talking to Teens. If you want to get the whole thing right now, sign up for a membership. Our members get exclusive access to the full-length extended editions of all of our podcast episodes and unreleased episodes weeks before they become available to the public. Take advantage of our 14-day free trial. Sign up for a membership today.